Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to another episode of Choreographers of War, your one-stop source for all things Harlequins in the war-torn worlds of Warhammer 40,000. We are, as always, brought to you in combination with the official Harlequins Discord and the official Harlequins subreddit. I am your host, Batty, and of course I am joined by my co-host, Rob. Hey guys, Rob here, Xano. We've uh, even got our first guest here, as Batty will let you know. Yeah, we've got our our first actual special guest today. We are very pleased to be joined by our good friend Matt, also known as Magikarp Use Fly from uh, from Frontline Gaming. So, Matt, tell us uh, tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, hey, uh, thank you guys for having me on. Um, my name is Matt, uh, also known as Magikarp Use Fly. Uh, have like two different YouTube channels: the Magikarp Use Fly uh, YouTube channel and uh, Dice Check, which is uh, centered around tabletop games. So uh, your Warhammer stuff. Uh, do some work with FLG as well, uh, part of their uh, Chapter Tactics team, also in charge of their like social media and streams. So yeah, and now I am here, and I am a resident Harlequin player, and I am excited to talk about the clowns and uh, have a good time. Absolutely, we are all looking forward to this. So... Uh, as of this recording, we've got, we got a lot of juicy topics to dive into today. First and foremost, we are going to kick off with uh, probably the, the meatiest issue. Let's talk about the balance slate that just dropped this week. Oh, oh, that is big. Oh, it's so good. It's such a good balance slate. That I think, like, it, it's so... Uh, when, 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 when it comes to GW, you know, their balances are kind of iffy sometimes. But this one, wow. It, it's, it's really good. I've been saying that GW's really since around, uh, they did, since they haven't done any huge nerfs since Space Marines 2.0 mm -hmm. hit, and they've really tried to be careful, and they're really looking like, even if their first iterations don't make it, they've actually had some great rules, like limiting flyers, um, I don't think they hit it with the buggy rule, I think they should have done three buggies total, but I can understand how that could have been hard to write and confusing, so that's why they, I think they went with one squad, but, um, Mm -hmm. Overall, I'm liking, I think they're doing a lot better than they had been, you know, back in, like, 2nd or 3rd edition, when they just kind of threw shit at the wall and hoped it hit. It's internally balanced, for the most part, in codexes. Things are fluffier, and they just keep coming up with rules where it's like, wow, that's actually really well, and really well thought out, and I like that. It adds flavor. And to start with, let's talk about Space Marines and their Armor of Contempt. That's, I think, the big surprise of this data slip. Yeah, that one really kind of came out of nowhere. Like, I mean, we all know that Marines and kind of Power Armor in general have been really struggling this edition. And, you know, memes of, you know, oh, GW can't let Space Marines be bad. And all that aside, Marines have really been in a tough spot for, like, recent oh, memory. A, while. a lot of this a edition. While. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say, like, around when Drakari hit, that's when Space Marines really started to feel the pain. Uh... I mean, Dark Angels were still fine, but your regular vanilla chapters, uh, you know, and your, like, Space Wolves, Blood Angels especially, oh, they were just getting hit, man. Oh, it was so bad. Dude, they now have guys who are going to be 2-plus. So, what is Armor of Contempt, uh, Batty? So, Armor of Contempt says that each time an attack is allocated to an Adeptus Astartes, Sanctus Astartes, Heretic Astartes, or Adeptus Sororitas model, worsen the armor penetration characteristic that attack by, by one, with the caveat that models equipped with a Storm Shield, a Relic Shield, or a Combat Shield, or a Relic that replaces one of those shields, uh, models that uh, with either the uh, Sacrosant Shield or Force Shield ability, or models that are under the effect of any other rules that worsens or reduces the AP characteristic of an attack. So basically, Space Marines and their kin are going to be 
eating one more extra point of AP unless they already have an ability that does so. Which gives them a lot more survivability. Effectively gives them a, pl- a two plus save. But which is, I yeah. think it's actually important to note that they did it flavorfully because they are they are tough, but they're not as tough as custodians. So like las guns, they still have a one third chance. Of being well, I don't know save. about that now. Las guns are pretty good now. Las guns <laughs> actually are yeah. pretty hot shit, especially those hot mm. shot las guns, right, guys? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Anyway, He's a clown. <laughs> He's a clown. <laughs> I've been dying to get some puns into this. We, we do not have enough bad puns and jokes in our Harlequin yeah. podcast, I feel like. but I can only fight it so hard. <laughs> so, But yeah, Armor of Contempt's got a... Uh, it was a really unforeseen change to Space Marines, and again, they're, they're ilk, that's really going to help push them forward into the metaspace and give them their own seat at the table again. And it seems like it couldn't be at a, at a much better time, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm pretty content about this. Ah, see, I can do it too. Boom, pun. Um, I'm pretty content about this uh change. I I actually really like it. Whenever I was playing Harlequins versus any type of Space Marine, it just felt bad. Like Shuriken cannons with everything being two damage, it's like you sneeze and you killed a Space Marine at this point. And 100%. so, yeah. But like at the same time, though, this is a really strong buff. Like this is insanely strong for Space Marines. Oh my gosh, yeah, I played Space Marines today. Uh, sec- technically my third game with the Data Slay, I may have an addiction problem here, I swear. I, I just have a holiday today, guys. I don't normally play... God, what's it like day. having free time? Well, I had to stay at work later because <laughs> I spent two hours playing 40k at work and then we had to bog. Anyways, so uh, <laughs> Armor of Contempt, I just got a game in against it. It felt so much fairer. Like, I built a list that wasn't really too heavy into the Marine meta, and I'm worried that I may need to lean more into Marines for my next tournament because, like, uh, they're good now. Oh. They're play. They're not only oh, yeah. playable. They're f- I actually felt like I was hitting power armor, and I'm like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't just grind these guys to death with my striking scorpions like I was planning on. So we think Marines are back with a vengeance, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, you look at Grey Knights right now. Man, dude, Grey Knights are loving this. Uh, with their... Uh, I agree. What is it? Tide of Shadows. You got yep. your uh, already in light cover. Um, you're ignoring AP1. Uh, if you're inside a cover, you're also minus one to hit. That means your interceptors have a two-up. Uh, if you shoot them with, like, a shuriken cannon, it, they still save on a two-up. Like, yep. that's nuts. Um, and then even if you shoot them with a shuriken cannon and you wound them uh, with a six for the AP3 rend... They still save on a four. Like, it's it's actually crazy how durable they are. And then, like, you look at Paladins. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. Paladins or even just regular are... Terminators. Oh, yeah, Terminators dude. Like, regular Terminators. Oh, yeah. Um, like, they're the thing with all Blade Guard vets, but better. Blade Guard Yeah, Blade it's, Guard it's nuts. Fit is actually one of my questions. Dude, I haven't looked at a Blade Guard in so long. I don't even know what a blade guard stat is anymore. I pushed it out of my <laughs> floppy disk memory brain. Well, they, they were making a small comeback as people were trying to uh, before the Eldar meta. So people were trying mm-hmm. to use blade guards into custodes and tau, I guess, because they have a two up, four plus plus, uh, T four, wounds, mm-hmm. hit at strength five, AP three, D two. I want to say. So yeah, they, and- they were a pretty natural choice, but now like Terminators just like. You're basically a one up, and then if you're in a say, if you're in cover, you're basically a zero up. You don't need that storm shield. Yeah, you don't need the storm shield, and like 
at now even um what's it called uh uh and it doesn't just affect just the infantry it affects like everything that has the keyword yeah the tanks too uh, tanks were uh, actually yeah i i they weren't too hard to take out with a fire prism but fire prisms into terminators you don't even need the minus invuln anymore if they're in like cover because you're just going to be on their five up invuln anyways that's how ridiculously mm-hmm. tanky the second strongest yeah. gun in the game right now just puts them on their end. Yeah, like a Nemesis Dread Knight is uh, getting uh, ignoring AP one. Dread Knights don't. Get uh, it. Nemesis. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. It does say Nemesis Dread Knights don't get it. Whew, that made me scared for a second. <laughs> Dread Thank you. <laughs> Redemptors now have an effective two plus. Mm-hmm. So they get a save against Melta Guns now. And I mean, Lemon Rust is, is crazy. supposed to be a lot better now that they have a two plus. So I think it could really give like stuff like Redemptors a second lease in life, or a fourth lease in life, whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's not even just uh, Space Marines. It affects uh, also uh, Heretic Astartes. So like your Thousand Sons. Yep. Oh Lord, Thousand Sons, Scarabicult Terminators. My goodness. Uh, even Death Guard. Death, Death Guard. Guard becomes yep. so good, man. Blight Lord Terminators. Also, like there's just so much good stuff about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Blight. Uh, speaking of Death Guard, their Terminators gained a upsec to match uh, Scarabicults, and um, mm-hmm. unfortunately though. PBCs. Now that they are down in price, it's probably worth it. But uh, there was the big uh, line of sight change, huh? Oh yeah, yeah yes definitely. the uh, the line of sight change. So uh, Matt, do you have the rules in front of you that you can read off exactly what the LOS change did? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so for indirect fire, what changes? Um, an indirect fire weapon is one that can target units that are not visible to the bearer. So they kind of like just explain what it is. Uh, so that leaves you things with uh, mortars, smart missile systems, impaler cannons, things like that. Um, if such a weapon targets a unit that is not visible, um, i.e. no models in a target unit are visible to the firing unit when you uh, selected it as a target, then each time an attack is made with that weapon against that target, this phase worsen the ballistic skill characteristic of that attack by one and add one to any armor saving throws made against that attack. So it's not just you get minus one to hit, your actual ballistic skill characteristic is changed by one. So uh, if you're hitting on threes, if that's your ballistic skill characteristic, instead you're going to four and that means that <laughs> if you're shooting through dense or somebody has a minus one to hit then that means that you're hitting on fives at that point it's almost mm-hmm. like a minus two to hit plus on top of that the person that you're shooting at gets an uh adds one to their armor saving throws and indirect fire is dead that that's basically what it means I mean, yeah indirect it's, it's, fire is struggle busting right now yeah it's yeah. definitely struggling i feel like though that's good because it was way too good into basic like medium strength medium ap Indirect fire was just too good, and it was warping the meta. I was trying to, I was having to build around it so hard, it was not fun. It's like it was like the planes mm-hmm. or the buggies, you know. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. not the strength; yeah, it's the fun. Like it is strong, but it's also it was really not, not fun, fun to play into for a lot of armies. And now, like absolutely, a marine against a PBC gets their base armor safe. How insane is that? Yeah. Against the indirect fire, because it's AP2. Mm-hmm. So it, they get plus one to their save and reduce one pip of AP. So, I mean, so for what it's worth, th- there's a lot of caveats to this rule that make it... It, it makes it palatable for some units, because you look at a unit like a PBC that it wants to be in range for its... um, What is it, the Plague Spitters, the other cannon that it has? It wants to be in range for that cannon anyway. Or it wants cannon. to be out of thank range you, the for cannon, the yeah. cannon, and it's just getting extra shots. 
into tanks anyway. Well, and so. you even look at units like Dark Reapers, for example. If you ever end up taking the Tempest Launcher, like you're going to want to be in range for your Reapers to use a Reapers launcher, Reaper Launchers anyway. So it's pretty common that, I shouldn't say common, but it's very plausible that a lot of units who are going to be taking advantage of indirect fire have their ways around it, but there are certain units in the game... And, I mean, thankfully, Guard is specifically called out as being unaffected by this. Because you get stuff like Manticores, you get stuff, you know, so on and so forth, that, that will be firing from out of line of sight that would be absolutely crippled by this rule. Hitting naturally on fours to begin with, then getting the minus one from being out of line of sight, then getting minus one from, you know, minus one to shoot or anything like that. All of a sudden, they're hitting on sixes. It's garbage. But at least there are some caveats that if you try to, if you play around it, you have ways to mitigate that that bit of a penalty. Oh, and no. <clears throat> Imperial Guard are not affected at all, because a lot of their weapons already only hit on four pluses. Yes, exactly. That's so what I was implying, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, like, it's actually... It's also really interesting, because um, it directly says that if uh, the unit that's firing the ignoring line of sight uh, weapon... As long as uh, they don't have line of sight, that's what happens. But if they do have line of sight of that uh, unit, then they don't get that penalty. So, you know, things like uh, your Tau that can have crisis suits that move like 18 inches or whatever, um, they can definitely still get a beat on somebody, still fire off their ignoring LOS, but it's no longer ignoring LOS at that point. But they can still fire it off, um, get some damage out, and then fire and fade back. So there's some play there with indirect fire, but... I, I don't see it. I don't see, like, even Tau taking anything like uh, air-bursting fragmentation projectors anymore. Yeah, and actually, yeah. interestingly, uh, going back to the Armor of Contempt changes, Sisters also got it, not just Marines, which is important yep. because the Bodyguard rule has been changed. Yes, so Bodyguard. So, uh, for those unfamiliar, Bodyguard used to read... Um, enemy models slash units cannot target the character unit within with ranged attacks if they are within range of a bodyguard unit. So that would be stuff like shield drones, like all infantry infantry for Gene Steeler cult, so on and so forth. That included Overwatch, snipers, everything. Yep. Yeah, and that included snipers. So like, even though we have you know the shorthand for snipers can shoot anybody, that isn't the case for bodyguard. I should say wasn't the case because now bodyguard reads that character units that uh, that can use the lookout sir rule even if this unit contains fewer than three models. So what that means now is that bodyguard now applies to those units. I'm sorry, lookout sir now applies to those units if they are within range of something with that rule with that uh, with this rule. But that means now, specifically catered towards Harlequin fire, they are now susceptible to sniper fire, which is really, really important. And honestly, one of the reasons why I believe that we got the uh, um, favorite of Kegarak change that we did, because Death Jesters would have been nasty into a lot of these characters that, that were benefiting from Bodyguard. Yeah, I think that this is a healthy change just because bodyguard rules are really, really bad. Uh, there's so many exploits they can do, um, and it's not even just at top tables. It's like at mid-range tables at that oh, yeah. point. Um, you know, you had like Celestine that was uh, benefiting from it. All of Tau, like Hero Hammer Tau, uh, that was insane, especially since uh, before they FAQ'd uh, it in like their last FAQ. Uh, their drones, you could, like, string your drones out from your bodyguards and, like, extend the aura for your bodyguard range, and mm -hmm. then it made it even harder to get to those characters. Uh, so just, like, completely removing it, it, or not completely removing it, but, you know, um, making it more balanced is so nice, because, you know, you had Trajan that you couldn't target, there was so much stuff that was annoying with bodyguard, with new Tyranids coming out, dude, like, Tyrant Guard, bodyguarding, 
a freaking a, a, a hive tyrant that's like T8, two up? Why? Yeah, that's just standing like, out in the open. <laughs> yeah, like it wasn't fun. It wasn't thematic. It was just an annoying mechanic that was just in the game that people took advantage of because it was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so uh, Bodyguard was... So GW seemed to make a conscious effort to mitigate that whole, like, out-in-plain-sight, you-can't-shoot-me kind of deal with how they reined in the lookout sir rule, with how they reined in character uh, engagement ranges and whatnot, and then kind of just threw it away with the prevalence of bodyguard and stuff like that. So it's nice to see them to kind of go back and stick to their guns and be like, no, 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 you can't just stand there with, with impunity and expect to expect a profit. You actually have to try and position your units. But mm-hmm. I think they did it well, because, like, Blightlord Terminators still mostly provide bodyguard. They're tougher now. They have obsec. Oh, my God. I Not just Blight. I mean, Death Trap. I'm so in love with the chain. I may actually have to uh, start on my uh, Death Guard conversion project 30k style pretty soon, because these new de- these new rules are looking beautiful. Like, speaking of bodyguards, they're, uh, that means we can now snipe characters who are, body- who are bodyguarded with our Death Jesters, right? Right? So, uh, yeah. what other changes are we seeing here for Harlequins in this data slate? Because that's one of the subtle ones, but there are some more obvious ones. Like, exactly. Dark into our dark is now necessary to counter armor of contempt. Death jesters, you know, can now snipe characters, but there's some direct changes as well. But uh, wait, hold on. Be- before we move on, um, yeah. is, is there uh, for just to go back to the bodyguard abilities? Um, there is a caveat to it, though. Like, uh, you get the lookout sir rule. Obviously, you know, if uh, the lookout sir rule is if somebody is, what is it, nine wounds or less, uh, they can benefit from lookout sir. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still a caveat with it where if you have a bodyguard rule and you are bodyguarding something like a character um, that's within that uh, that unit's ability, um, even though it is larger than nine wounds... Um, they still get lookout, sir. So things like your hive tyrants and stuff like that with tyrant guard, even though they are 12 wounds, they still get lookout, sir, um, being next to those bodyguards. Okay. Well, that's something at least. So it, it at least gives lookout, sir, to something that otherwise wouldn't have access to it in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise that's... it would just be, you know, just a regular lookout, sir rule. Yeah. I'm still pretty okay with that though. Yeah. I don't think that's a problem. Mm-hmm. But relaying back to what Rob was uh, segueing us into, Harlequins were one of the, the hot-button topics that needed to be addressed. Let's call it what it is. That needed to be addressed with this data slate change. And we saw four specific changes, two of which to our abilities, two of which to our points costs. We'll start from the top, and we'll start from the change to uh, Mirror Architect. Rob, you want to read that off for us? So this, I think, was kind of an un... This one was too extreme. But change the Mirror Architect pivotal role to read... In your command phase, select one friendly Sadith core unit, core unit within yep. nine inches of this model. Nine inches. Until the start of mm-hmm. your next command phase, each time an enemy unit is selected to shoot and measuring the range to any model in that Sadith unit, it is considered to be an additional six inches away from the shooting model. Now, I just argue is this garbage. is poorly written, but this is even worse. This is actually, yeah. Yeah. this is over I feel like, maybe. I agree. I agree. Like, I thought it's they were going to change it to four inches to count out, like, Borkon and stuff, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. And maybe remove, make it core only, but not target. This is what happened to the poor Ironstone. <laughs> we got Ironstone, guys. 
But they could have even put down just like a mitigating clause that says if an, a unit is 12 inches or more away. So like you eliminated the fact, the fact that you couldn't throw grenades or you couldn't shoot melt the pistols, you know, stuff like that. Because that was the really janky stuff that was really kind of like, that's not how this shouldn't be. This That shouldn't be working this way. But now it just feels, I mean, so for what it's worth, obviously we can talk about how the FAQ did give troops core finally as if we didn't think it was going to happen. So this does benefit troops now. <laughs> but the ability is... I'm not even taking it anymore. I'm just giving my my uh, Shadow Seers agents a pandemonium now. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Um, just because it one, it's for core only, right? That's the that's the worst part. The second part is that it activates during your command phase. So like, uh, even if that means that even if you were to take your troops outside of a transport, uh, you wouldn't be able to do that and like apply this buff onto them because it starts at your command phase. Yep. So. Most of the time, you're only using this on your bikes, which is still interesting. Um, if you cast Fog of Dreams on your bikes and then also give them this, that means that people can't shoot at them from six inches from more than six inches away if, mm. unless they are the closest target. So that's kind of cool, but it's just not as good, man. Like, it just doesn't make sense as to why they changed this when in our PA and the White Dwarf, it, it, it was the same thing. And then, like, no one really complained about it then, but now they're complaining about it now. Yeah. yeah, I yeah, mean, absolutely. they did write it poorly, like, the interactions with Bookouter and some of the other things, but they could have just fixed that by, like, fixing some yeah. of the writing or mm-hmm. FAQs. <sighs> yeah, this is definitely something that could have been remedied with with verbiage and nomenclature, but they decided to just rewrite the whole ability, and it's over, over like, overarchingly bad. It's just, it got nerfed in every respect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is cool to, like, you know, maybe put, like, a bike out in the open, maybe, like, a two-man squad, but you're better off just, like, paying your points instead of taking this and just taking Agents of Pandemonium or even Gloom Spite. Like, I don't, I don't, or whatever it is, Gloom Spider? I forgot what it's called. Gloom Spider. Gloom Spider. Yeah. 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 You could take any of those and it'll perform better than uh, this one will, especially if you're, like, uh, using a bunch of transports and stuff. Yeah, like if they'd cut this to maybe 10 or 15 points, I might use it just for like uh, a single squad of large, a single large squad of bikes to keep them safe mm-hmm. with a fog of dreams. And then run yeah. like some sort of uh, to the last with like two times three void weavers and a big squad of bikes. But mm-hmm. I'm not even it's, sure it's, that's just yeah, because, like, what, we don't get, like, plus one to cast with our psychic powers. And I think Fog of Dreams is, what, manifests on a seven? I or is it a six? A yeah, I believe it's yeah. seven. Well, I'll check for us now while we're talking, but I believe it's a seven, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, uh, banking on a Warp Charge seven uh, psychic power with no plus ones to cast, no free rerolls or anything like that, that feels terrible. Like, I- I'm just, <laughs> just banking on that plus this... Um, I don't think that's worth it. Fog is a six. Veil is a seven. Oh. Oh, was I, I, I was getting I was getting the two mixed up. I know. I do that. I keep yep. doing yeah. that because now yep. they switched. They kept the names and they switched which one was the targeted one and which one was the enemy. I hate yeah. That. That's so annoying. Why Veil would they do that to me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it, GW. Personal attacks. <laughs> So the mirror architect change seemed a little ham-fisted and a little kind of 
short-sighted, but, I mean, it is what it is. We have to live with it for the way it is now. The change that we got to the Favorite of Kegarak. So, this rule says, change the Favorite of Kegarak Warlord trait to read once per turn when you make a melee hit roll, um, a melee wound roll, or a saving throw for, the warlord, for this Warlord. After making the roll, you can treat the result as an unmodified roll of six instead. So, first and foremost, it clarifies that the, that the choice gets to be made after the roll is made. So you don't, there's no more of that discrepancy of, you know, oh, do you have to declare it first, yada, 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 but this now can only be used on melee attacks. So, the favored Harvester Death Jester is effectively dead. Rip. Rip. Yeah. I am upset about it. F's in the chat, not that we have a chat, but... <laughs> <laughs> We do if you come join our Discord hashtag plug. Yeah. Well, but the well, people can't see it in the Discord because we're recording differently today. This is a they don't stealth know that. episode. <laughs> they don't know that. They don't know that, right? <laughs> but they need to know we're ninjas. We're ninja episode this time. Yeah. <laughs> so what do we do with this warlord trait now? Do we think it's dead? Do we think it's playable? Or do we think nothing, not much has really changed with it? Uh, I honestly think it's garbage now. I I would not pay the CP to run this. It's got a tiny. Uh, it's got like I, I could see it being used in dark, on mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. instead of foot in the future on a put it on because like you can get four fast characters if you put foot in the future on someone besides your troop master in dark, and it does go pretty well with a dark rose queen, and that's about the only granted. Use yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, still like, not excited about it. Yeah, no, I'm definitely yeah. much less excited. It's it's like, you know, Dark Rose Queen, you know, that's a good build by itself. I don't think I would want to hamper that by taking out Foot in the Future on him and, like, taking this instead. Like, I, I mean, feel like that is just a downgrade. I mean, oftentimes I just take it by itself, to be honest. I don't think it really needs, like, a, the extra. That's like, I'd rather mm-hmm. just save the points and uh, run, uh, uh, what's it called, uh, Hero's Path. And that's plus mm-hmm. three inches already mm-hmm. right there. Like, that's enough between one inch on charge and two inches on advance. That's already plenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so basically what this change did for me is it said I now save 70 points on a death gesture and I save one CP. Yeah. That's pretty much what it's telling me now. Yeah. I think in dark, which is you sad, might only but... be down to one death gesture, which is really annoying. Cause like My light list only has one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, I could see in light. Or actually, I could see light and twilight taking a different death gesture than dark now and each just taking one it's kind of i don't like it mm-hmm. i'm i'm actually i'm actually debating on whether or not i want to take one now like it they're they're good but the three shots just does not do much for me maybe at most i'll take overwatch rift ghoul is cool i like that option that's a nice option mm-hmm. um i love the dark rift but like i know you do yeah Your dj rift but, yeah but still just only three shots and like yeah it really and then like with armor of contempt as well now it feels like that my death gestures are just going to whiff most of the time you're not wrong my only justification and again it could be a a misplaced justification but my only justification Mm -hmm. is that i i want to have that that toolbox of if i need to turn off overwatch i can and having that pervasive pressure on characters is important to me i don't want you to be able to say i can sit my character here with impunity because even though my melee characters can chase you down i'd rather them pull you off of objectives and out of cover than try to waste their time on somebody who's sitting out in the middle of nowhere Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that there's like small edge cases to it, but like if if this bounce lay is anything to go off of with armor of contempt and stuff, like a tech marine, you know, a tech marine with like armor of contempt and sitting inside a cover, 
a, a death jester is not going to do anything to him. Even with Rifgul, like you'll deal like maybe one mortal wound to him, and then they have a five up, feel no pain, anyways. Yeah, so fair. like, yeah, like I, I, I think I value the turn off Overwatch death jester more at this point. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I would really hate, and it's a bit of a confirmation bias, I would hate to have to look back on a game and say, man, I wish I could have turned off Overwatch that game. It would have made a difference. And I just don't want to be put in that situation where I regret it. And I feel like it's kind of worth the you know, the 60-odd points to have him in my list just to have it there, just to have that toolbox. Yeah, definitely. That man costs Dark doesn't have that problem, though. points. Don't underestimate him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right, though. Dark already has that that silken knife strat, so you can yeah. turn off uh, Overwatch well, if you, you need to. So he's not on required the on your potential Star Mist Rift, uh, super durable uh, DJ who just goes yeah. in, yeah. deals a bunch of more. Or suit knives him. Doesn't give a shit. I think that I think that the DJ still has play. He's just not as high on my totem pole of priority. That's a, a good way to else. put it. That's a pretty articulate way to put it. I agree with you. To me, the, the mm-hmm. harvest, the favorite harvester, Death Jester, was almost an auto include in my list. Now mm-hmm. I'm way I'm weighing the options if I want my uh my Overwatch Death Jester, my uh Lord of Crystal Bones. Yeah. If I want him in my yeah. list at all, right now I do, but I might have to think about it now. Yeah. So let's get on to the actual meaty part of our data slate. Let's talk about these points changes we got. Um, Matt, you want to tell us about how uh, how the Starweaver got hit? Yeah, uh, Starweaver went up by 15 points. Yeah. You know, went from 80 to 95. I, uh, I guess I'm okay with that. Um, kind of. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I called it. I was thinking 15 points, so. Yeah, yeah I, I, I was thinking 10. We were um, hypothesizing 10 to 15, yeah. So this is on yeah. the higher end of our expectations, but this is about where we were expecting it to be. Yeah, so so like this one I was fine with. It's the next oh, one the where next I was one. like, oh, yeah. okay. We'll kind of lump these in together because it's going to be kind of talking about our boat density as a whole, but our mm-hmm. our Void Weavers, they got, they got kneecapped. So first and foremost, the Void Weaver, it did not get buggied. We are safe on that end of... Uh, end of the Whoa! spectrum so Whoa! praise kegarok for that we did not get buggied we can still take a maximum of nine or a squad size of three in any permutation but this thing got hit with a whopping 40 points increase in its oh, data sheet going up from 90 50%. points to 130 yeah almost 50 percent mm-hmm. point increase yeah. that is crazy ah so uh, how does that affect our list building, not only for the meta spamming or, you know, the Voidweaver spamming meta light list, but just Voidweaver density in general for those of us who might not be trying to push the, the envelope with nine of them? I think two-star Voidweavers might still be justifiable, even if it's just to help, you know, get some pot shots off, uh, screen out some deep strikes, just be utility units. Do you think two is I enough? I mean, if you have, like, 13 fusion pistols, you might get by with just two yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but you need now, all those thirteen fusion pistols to be within six inches of something mm-hmm. you want to shoot at. Yeah. Mm. And they're not getting a second shot. Like if if they're not killing it there, so that that's the hard part with with fusion pistols. They either kill it and are there out in the open, or they don't and probably die on the crackback. That's always yeah. been kind of the give and take with fusion. And it's it's a different dynamic when they're in when they're in boats. Even if you're whether you're light or not, whether in star weavers, they have that layer of protection. But nowadays, especially with the game being so killy, it is not hard for something, be it dark or even in light, because you're going to be close enough in fusion range that the the light mm-hmm. state doesn't matter. That you, 
it's very easy for a lot of the hot armies right now to crack a Starweaver open and just devour the troops inside in one fell swoop. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like Void Weavers, I feel like that three is still fine. Nine is definitely out of the question. If you yeah. were if you build a nine Void Weaver list right now, That's you mm-hmm. yeah, you don't have any room for like I think Anything like else? three transports and three <laughs> troops and two three characters and that's it that is not going to win you games yeah, and you obviously we're talking in the perspective of a 2000 point list like you know you could be playing yeah. some kind of astronomical point value where you can run nine void weavers but in a 2000 point list i can't justify i was having a hard time justifying six i've currently got five mm-hmm. in my light list and i haven't had to put the chance to put the list on the table yet but i've got five in my light list and i couldn't justify the six i would have to either drop my solitaire or i have to do some serious um crunching on my units and on my my upgrades that i couldn't justify it five is about right for light now like four to six yeah yeah i can can see that um four to six when 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 i was getting ready for the nerfs i was playing around with like anywhere from uh 1700 to like 1820 points waiting for the nerfs and stuff so Mm -hmm. um you know for my six void weaver light list um it's it's still fine. It still functions. It's mm-hmm. just that you have less troop bodies and yeah. one less boat. And like, I think I might value five Star Weaver transports more than six Void Weavers. So I'll I'll piggyback off of that and ask you a question, since it sounds like our lists are fairly similar in this regard. My list mm-hmm. that I'm currently running, without going into deep into the minutia, I've got five kitted out transports with troops and five Void Weavers. Um, oh, are you really? running something okay. different? If so, what are you compromising on to make that happen? Yeah, so I'm doing uh, six Void Weavers. Um, I'm running four Star Weavers, five okay. troops, uh, one troop to use for R&D, just bare bones. Makes um, sense, and, okay. Right, yeah, and then the rest of them, uh, I equip them with like fusion pistols, um, a kiss, embrace. I think I might drop a caress. Um, I took out their neuro disruptors, yeah. and that's pretty much it. Okay, yeah. So yeah. we're on a, a fairly level playing field as far as our list building philosophy. We, you just kind of, you, you pick the apple over the orange. So I, I totally get that. Yeah. That's totally fair. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, cool. So, yeah, we, we all saw this coming. We knew something was coming. We knew the Void Weaver was getting an adjustment of some sort. Um, how do we feel about the 40-point increase? Do we think it's fair? Do we think it's too much? Or do you think we didn't get hit enough on it? I feel like 35 would have been too much, so 40 is definitely too much. Mm-hmm. 30, like I'm 120 points was what I thought a board weaver would be worth before we knew the point cost, but uh, when the yeah. leaked. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think that atta- I think that also attaching the points onto just the model and not the weapon is a bad oversight. Oh, I completely um, yeah. Th- this yeah. hurt Haywire more than it hurt Prismatic. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's no point in bringing Haywires now. Like, literally none mm-hmm. um, for, for, uh, for void weavers. Like, 130 points for a haywire cannon bro like that is not good <laughs> that is awful yeah and don't get me wrong the void weaver haywire it's got some merit it's definitely got some use especially if we get into like an mm-hmm. inundated vehicle meta but until we get to the point that there are chimeras and razorbacks and knights everywhere i just i it's gonna sit in the bins but it's gonna sit in the bits bin but like at that point maybe just take haywire bikes i feel like honestly oh yeah because it'd be cheaper it'd be yeah. cheaper um and, like, I, I would have been fine with uh, Haywire Cannons if it was, like, the same price as, like, what the Void Weaver was before with maybe, like, a 10, 20-point hike up, especially with the new Armor of Contempt. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like I would have been fine running just the uh just the haywire cannons, uh just so then I can have the void beaver chassis. Yeah. But having it be attached to the actual model is a huge nerf. Um I do like that it's not reduced down in squad size. Agreed. Uh, being a three-man squad size makes it so then you can still run to the last mm-hmm. and uh, be very comfortable with it and not feel like very sketched out about running to the last. Yeah. Um. So I I actually like it. Uh, I'm I'm still okay with Void Weavers. I'm I'm cool with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, I, I've got five in my list and I'm pretty comfy with them. I might try to shoehorn in a six one for that exact reason that you mentioned. Now that I have mm-hmm. a squad of three and a squad of two to the last is pretty tricky for my list on my list right now. But mm-hmm. it's something I might try to eke out and see what happens with it. But y- you and I mentioned previously, and Rob and I mentioned previously on our on one of our last episodes that um, I I definitely believe that we should have gotten a small base increase to the Void Weaver, a fifteen ish point increase to the Void Weaver per se, and then maybe. Mm-hmm made the prismatic cost 10 by itself i think that yeah. would have been a much fairer compromise and would have taken the unit back in line to where it deserved to be but right now it's i want to say it's a little heavy for the reasons we talked about i don't think it killed the void weaver but it definitely put the void weaver on that precipice of being a dangerous lot you know liability in our list exactly yeah um and then like on top of that with the Void Weaver's uh, forty-point hike and everything, um, we're seeing a lot of like uh, transfers over to Dark uh, nowadays, yeah. running like Sky Weavers, things like that. Yep, um, which is good. And then also another huge nerf to these Void Weavers is the sh- is like Armor of Contempt. I know that we, we we keep coming back to it, but like that's it. That's huge for our Shuriken cannons. It really right? is like, the unsung hero of this data slate. Like it, that was the big hitter of this data slate. Yeah, exactly. So, like, just because of Armor of Contempt, I'm even, like, debating if Void Weavers are even worth it with their Shuriken Cannons. I still think that they are. Um, I think, you know, every one that they fail, it's going to kill a Marine, which is good. But, like, at the same time, man, like, it's it, that's a lot of points. Yeah, it so feels much. really bad to be like, oh, we've got all this awesome new AP that we get to play with on our Shuriken Weapons. And there's yeah. Armor of Contempt that just took it away from us. Great. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty nuts. What do you think about the um, the Void Weaver change? It was coming. I was already. I was playing less than three Void Weavers or less already. But now I'm like, as I said, I may have to go. I'm have to cut my Void Weaver by thirty three percent down to two now because I don't think I can uh, justify a third in dark. Um, mm-hmm. But I I do think there may be niche play, as I said, with like Mirror Architects and two times three Star Weavers, probably in light though. <laughs> Not in dark, for sure. And that's mm-hmm. what I like to play. So, um, uh, I do think Twilight may end up being... It'll be interesting to see now. We've got more of a real going between the raw quantity of Twilight and the quality of dark when it comes to mirror attacks. So I think that's going to be with the armor of contempt changes, as you said. That's kind of like everything else shifts around that. Space Marines are mm-hmm. the rock upon which the meta rests, and that rock just shifted. Yeah. So we've got to. We've there's a lot of unknowns, but Void Weavers lost a lot of indirect value because of that, and because mm-hmm. now Marines will be more, which means they'll be less custodians in Tau, for example. And Shurikans are still just as good or better into custodians in Tau, but now you're shooting at mm-hmm. Marines and you're not eating them alive. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, speaking yeah. of custodians in Tau. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, let's talk about the other armies, the other um, meta monsters that we had going on right now that both received their own little <laughs> bit of a their own little bit of a balance change. Um, Matt, do you want to talk about what Tau went through with this balance change? Uh, yeah, yeah, they got uh, they got a slight small slap on the wrist here. So Tau uh, changed the second bullet point of the Monka ability to read each time a model in the unit makes a ranged attack that targets the closest eligible enemy unit within the range shown in the table below re-roll a wound roll of one. So they lost their AP um, off of Monka. So that's so, usually two less uh, AP in the Marines. That's a ton. Marines, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. is some... They found, the, as somebody put it, they found the on switch for power armor, finally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's, so there's that, um, the next thing that they did, uh, did you want me to read all of them, all the bullet points? Uh, yeah, you can go for the next one, that's fine, yeah. Okay, okay, uh, the next one is, uh, change the first bullet point of Devastating Counter-Strike for Farsight Enclave's tenant to read, each time a model with this tenant makes a ranged attack that targets a unit within nine inches, the target is treated as having a marker light token, so that's a nice little nerf for, uh, drop zone clear when it comes to Farsight Enclave's. Uh, because, uh, you know, they could just have a crisis blob drop down um, within nine, or, you know, um, outside of nine, uh, still get the marker light token, and then on top of that, uh, reroll all their hits and wound rolls um, with drop zone clear. So I like it because it makes it so then there's no more feels bads where it's like, I'm going to drop this unit down, whatever it's going to shoot at, it's dead. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it is, it's dead. Yeah. So after that, we have a, a pretty simple change that you see that the keyword of core got removed from broadside battlesuits. Why? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I think broadsides were just, they just wanted, they, they didn't want the poor uh, ad mech players to feel bad about losing it on their chickens. So they had to take it from the broadsides as well. That was totally, exactly. I think that was a fields based nerf rather than a yeah. nerf. Yeah. It's just like, it just, doesn't make much sense to me because you know like even with the people that were running broadsides they didn't care if it had core it was like off in the back line just like shooting at stuff not caring um so like uh, uh, i don't know why (laughs) it doesn't make sense like why why them and the last bullet point that tau got got their uh, their love tap on Add the following to the Repulsor Impact Field and Photon Grenade Stratagem. Uh, the charge roll modifier incurred via the stratagem is not cumulative with any other negative modifiers to a unit's charge roll. So basically you can't stack minuses to your charge roll, mm-hmm. which was like four or six or whatever. Yeah. Um, can't do that. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, that's, that's uh, yeah. pretty fair. Yeah. I think that's just a and better quality it. of life that the game should have, that that we shouldn't be having these incurring penalties. I mean, of course, it's a nerf to Tau, because Tau don't like to be in combat, but I think that's just mm. like like a, a precedent to set for the addition. Like, you know, this thing that you kind of tried to do, no, 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 none of that, no one gets that, don't think it's coming back. Which I think is, yeah. is a pretty fair precedent to set for the game in general. Yeah, it, but it's also weird, because like no one was doing this <laughs> like <laughs> like i think that it just became like a well-known thing that it was something that you could do yeah but like it was very rarely practiced i mean people or weren't used revising, at all. reviving eight wound atvs either but gw didn't want that yeah. to be possible enough people i think that's another feels take where it's like that's the yeah. community is a it, there's enough casuals who are like, oh no, this is terrible, we can't allow that, and GW's like, alright, we'll, we'll just nerf it, it doesn't really change anything, so no harm in making people feel better. 
See, see, like I would be fine with that, but the 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 the, the thing that bothers me about this is that you know, um, for Harlequins, right? We got not only a forty-point hike, we also got another fifteen-point hike, and uh, we had Mirror Architect, a core rule that we had changed, and we had Favor of Segro changed, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, those are pretty big nerfs. But then you look at Tau, who has been so dominant, right? And it has a way larger player base than Harlequins does. Oh, yeah. Um, they didn't even they didn't touch uh, the Ethereal being taken with Farsight Enclave's uh, Allied World. They didn't touch Crisis Suits at all. That's nuts that mm-hmm. they didn't even yeah, do anything with crisis suits. I mean, yeah, that is kind of nuts. That's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like weird, man. It's weird. I wonder, like, if they're waiting for most point changes for uh, chapter approved still, or I guess it'll be whatever the season after Knockmund is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It yeah. could be. And then that could be like Void Weavers go up by sixty points. <laughs> God only knows. No, <laughs> two hundred points per model. <laughs> two hundred point Void Weavers. <laughs> I'll still find a way to run six. Just run nine. Then. That's your entire list. Nine and a half. Yeah. Just technically can run six. You're just taking yeah. a spearhead detachment, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so moving on to the other army that uh. Got a, got a bit of a, a, a kneecapping from from the big three. Let's talk about what happened to Adeptus Custodes. You, uh, Rob, you oh. want to go over the first bullet point for us? Okay, Adeptus Custodes. I've got them up right here. Change the third bullet point of the detachment abilities of an Adeptus Custodes detachment to read. Troop units in Adeptus Custodes detachments gain the objective secured ability. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, they also forgot to put an end quote there. So technically, that quote just goes on for the rest of the document. But... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to pretend it doesn't. We know GW doesn't. I didn't even notice. That, that's so funny. Like, I don't even know why that's funny. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, so did they not do that before? Uh, so, so what they had they- all infantry before and in the mm-hmm. eighth edition i want to say it was infantry and bikes and then it became just all infantry okay yeah okay so that, that that's the the minutiae that i'm missing here because like yes. I, mean, I know they yeah. totally like they had, had it, it on characters like... basically in terminators got it, got but it, it. kind of sucks that they lost it on care on non-character infantry because mm-hmm. like it was the characters who were abusing it nobody minded that terminators had obsec give terminators obsec it's cool we're all used yeah. to it now it's becoming every everybody all terminators should have obsec now that's the thing yeah. Terminators do. They stand in a place slowly. <laughs> they stand slowly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a quote. So next up, uh, the next change that Cassidy's got says that add the following to the esteemed amalgam Emperor's Auspice and Martial Discretion stratagems. You can only use this stratagem once. So... Pick oh. one one match in your entire 40k career, that's when you get to use that stratagem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A GW sends you a punch card. Yeah. It's like if you go to like a Froyo restaurant or whatever, it's like that. You, you redeem your it. one stratagem, then they cut it out of your book. Exactly. And then you have to mail it in. They have to send it. They have to do a notary on it. They have to stamp <laughs> it, send it back to you, and then you get it laminated. Um, it's actually very, very in-depth. I don't know how they spent... I don't know where they got the money to have this type of a uh, branch for the You know company, exactly but... where they got the money from. Don't don't even <laughs> <laughs> They got it from all those void weavers that they sold, man. <laughs> 
to so, like, fund the custodians. So like, yeah. were these stratagems warranting of this this heavy of a nerf? Because no. I th okay, because no. I feel like it seems the, like from the, the outcry I've been hearing, custodians got kicked in the balls, man. These poor. Yeah. The funny thing yeah. though is, a lot of this won't affect what I think is going to be their new medalist because a lot of it's like dreadnought. They take like a dreadnought, a tank, mm. one unit of bikes, and a bunch of Sagittara, basically. And a few yeah. characters. The, They're a lot heavier so, on the the Imperial Emirates. Uh, I think that's what it's called. Uh, style is very different than the meta style that's been popular, and that's what this is aimed at. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, uh, so, so I think that this needs to be FAQ'd like almost immediately, mm. um, just because uh, I think that this is just saying you can only use this stratagem um, once uh, a game, right? Yeah. Um, I, that's what I'm reading it as is once a game. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously you could be like, oh, once every time you put on blue underwear, that's the only <laughs> time you can use. You know, whatever freaking raw people want to go with. Exactly. But like. You know, it's going to be, it's probably just once a game. And that is brutal. Mm -hmm. Emperor's Auspice is the one, is the stratagem where um, uh, you can't reroll your hit rolls and wound rolls okay. uh, against the unit, right? Mm -hmm. So having access to only that once in a game is actually insanely bad yeah for custodes like your bikes are no longer tanky your infantry is no longer all of a sudden custodes is less tanky than blood angels <laughs> like what blood yeah. angels are ridiculously tanky now just for reference yeah because they don't get armor of contempt i was gonna say custodes so, don't like, get armor of contempt do they it's just kind of dawned no, on they me don't. yeah so like i don't know why they That's did hilarious. that um uh, amalgam, I think, is the Emperor's Chosen uh, stratagem, or it might be Martial Discretion. I can't remember. That's the one where you can switch uh, a unit um, out of a, uh, what is it? What, whatever they're called. Their stance, katal, whatever the heck it's called. Their karate. Um, yeah, they, they can change. Yeah, their karate build. Their sword <laughs> club, whatever it is. Um, Just remember, no they girls allowed. It. That's they don't teach girls karate in the custodians. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I um, thought that was really funny when I was playing. I was playing them a few days ago, and I was like, "Wait, the Sisters of Silence don't know karate? They didn't teach them like <laughs> those those meanies." I'm gonna look up what the other two stratagems are real quick, yeah, and then I'll absolutely. get back to you guys. Yeah, no problem. In the meantime, Rob, you want to touch on what the last uh, bullet point is and how that changed? Um. Okay, yes, I will do that. So, the last bullet point reads... Alright, <clears throat> As my dog tries to eat a chew toy on my shoulder and then bites into me, sorry. Uh, <laughs> change the Adeptus Custodes keyword in all instances on the Arcane Genetic Alchemy. And Emperor's Auspice stratagems to read Adeptus Custodes Infantry. I need to figure out my voice for these things. <laughs> so hint not that one <laughs> now so how did that stratagem change from what it was before do uh, either of us know off the top of our heads yeah okay so um emperor's auspice it used to work uh, on bikes yeah and okay okay I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay um and now it's just infantry so again your bikes are less tanky mm -hmm. uh this I, I was looking at it, and the stratagems are basically like switching katas and stuff like that, and your martial whatever the heck it's called. Okay. Um, so that's what it is, and like, dude, the, 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 this uh, GW kind of just uh, shot Custodes in the head, and uh, you know, posted it on TikTok. Yep. And like Fortnite dance, <laughs> like it's it's bad. Like this is 
Wow. I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, Har- I, as I said, I feel like the problem is partially that they're targeting the Custodes build that I don't think is right for this meta. So, like, but, like, they're over-nerfing Custodes either way. Like, these are mm-hmm. unnecessary, overly large, sweeping nerfs. But, like... Yeah. It also don't doesn't hit the Custodes build that I think are good into Elves and probably going to be good into, uh... You know the new those new those new fancy power armor guys. Yeah, those new space cool. marines I've been hearing so much about. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like the thing that's really that's uh, annoying about this, especially for Custodes players, is that they already had a hard time scoring points nowadays, right? With the new uh, missions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, removing uh, obsec off of other units besides your troops actually hurts them a lot, even it's more for the, the missions. Problem, yeah, yeah, it actually makes it even worse for them. So like it's more annoying for them to do these different types of missions with only just like a select few. I think like only like two units that they can use the, uh, some of those things on. Otherwise they have to wait until the next command phase and they're not even tanky anymore because uh-huh. they can't, they can only use Auspice once dude. Like, Oh man, yeah. it feels bad. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to look at from the, from the outside looking in because like we, we all know the custodians was a, a top billing player. They, they were showing up, they were winning, they were consistent, but it kind of feels like custodians had been kind of, and not even so much in because of the meta, because of how we came about as Harlequins and how Tau came out of the gate and kind of gave them a run for their money, but the meta kind of adapted and evolved around them. And as you said, the game changed around them. We have these new missions mm-hmm. now that made it harder for them to exist, harder for them to, t- to keep their seat at the table. And now it seems like GW just kind of pulled the rug out from under them. And it's it's kind of hard to look at because you don't want that for anybody, you know? I want you to have fun with your toys and play the game that you deserve to play. So yeah. it's it's really yeah. frustrating to look at. Yeah, it really is. And then, like, now they're just going to have to go back to Forge World again. Yep. Like, it's 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 pretty bad. Um, oh, God, you know, I hadn't uh, considered that. I've been, like, listing off all these units, and they're all freaking Forge World, except for, like, one squad of three bikes, Trajan, and just the rest of the character. You know, they keep their characters pretty much the same. But the rest mm-hmm. of the list basically mm-hmm. becomes all Forge World. Yeah. The tanks, yep. yeah. the, uh, they keep maybe two bike squads at most, if not one. Then, like, Dreadnoughts, Tanks... Uh, mm. Sagittarium or Sagittarium. And Sagittarium are expensive. Oh my, I those are expensive. Looked. And they're gonna need one, like probably fifteen of them or something crazy like that. So <laughs> yeah, that, that's wallet. those are like they're they're basically like the noise marine portion of Custodes, where you have to buy like the base model, which is also Forge World, and then you have to buy the upgrades yeah. from it yep. for it. Like, that's what they are. I'm not going to say how you so. can avoid doing that, guys, but there are definitely ways yeah. to buy the base models from GW <laughs> or from, say, eBay, and then get, uh, I don't know, some place that rhymes with Wapeshays to 3D yeah. print you. Uh, <laughs> let's just say there are a lot mm-hmm. of stores that sell... Uh, like, I, I, all the Eldari equipment you can get. Like, you don't need to buy a Wraith Seer, people. Don't yeah. don't pay full price for a Wraith Lord ever. That is dumb. You are dumb if you buy a single Wraith Lord. I'm sorry. But they, they've been, like, the cheapest model to get in packs because they just keep throwing them in our things. Everything has a Wraith Lord in it nowadays. Yeah. Our start collecting, I, I, I our, think... old, uh, our old start collecting, our current combat patrol, everything, guys. They're just... Handing them out at the Munatorum. They're free. <laughs> Just take them. I have three Wraith Lords at home. 
the, these nerfs are pretty are pretty bad. Um, they're pretty like over nerfed. Um, I think that they need to get FAQ'd immediately um, or change the the data the data slate immediately mm-hmm. to have to at least Empress chosen once per turn. Yeah, I am totally fine with it being once per turn. Um, they can have it where it can't work with um, with uh, uh, the bikes. Like that's fine, but at least give them Empress Auspice once per turn. Yeah, that's totally fair. Yeah. So mm-hmm. moving on to, we're gonna touch on this very briefly, just to try to conserve time a little bit. But let's move on to one of the armies that actually got some love in this data slate. Let's talk about Guard. Woo woo! Oh my God, Guard! I actually I already talked to somebody today. They're making Death Watch Guard soup because Death Watch has a bunch of units that can basically just not, they just bring high AP anyways. And Guard, uh-huh. oh my god, the humble last gun or Scions now. Oh my god, they're all hot shit. Hot shot, you could say. Ah! I know I already made that joke. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so I'll be m- muting Rob for the rest of the episode. <laughs> anyway, um, so let's talk about real p- briefly. Let's kind of just buzz through all the the fun little changes a guard got that kind of put a bandaid on what is their current eighth edition codex. Feels bad, I know, but let's talk about some of these little band aids they gave them until they get their full codex. Starting first and foremost, Matt, you want to talk about to the uh, change change to Hammer of the Emperor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Hammer of the Emperor. Uh, if every regiment unit in your army is drawn from the same regiment, then each time a regiment model from your army makes a ranged attack, an unmodified hit roll of six automatically wounds the target. Note that units listed as advisors and auxilla do not prevent other astral military units from your army from gaining this rule, but advisors and auxilla units uh, never benefit from this rule. Um, I was totally, I totally understand everything except like halfway through that. So basically, uh, <laughs> they the problem is they can't write for shit. Yeah. So the question we currently have is, so this is actually every time they write, the funny thing is normally they write a new rule and the problem becomes scions, but this time they wrote a rule for Astra Militarum, and scions are still the problem. And I'm like, really, GW? You couldn't phrase your rule properly? Because scions is technically a regiment, but yep. because of PA, there's actually scion regiments, which are a separate keyword. And so, if you include scions, you just lose this ability to start with, which is dumb. But even if you go pure scions, <laughs> oh. it's a little vague if you get it or not. Is is it is it they changed like the what's it called the stupid less than equals than uh sign keyword it says actually scion regiment and not just regiment so there's two you get tempestus militarum I believe it's called and yeah. that uh-huh. is a it's for most instance for basically all intents and purposes that counts as just a regiment but then they have an additional uh-huh. keyword that's called a scion regiment uh-huh. so okay. it's probably. But the problem is because Scion counts as a regiment, if you draw from one regiment and then add Scions, you're no longer from the same regiment because the Scion counts as a regiment, even though they have their own regiments. It's very unregimented. <laughs> Moving on. I am so. sorry, guys. Just <laughs> throw like zingers left and right, man. All right, infantry squad. Right. These guys are so insane. Give me a last gun. Get her last gun. Last cannon. Give me a melter gun, plasma pistol, power sword. Everybody gets free equipment for a mere five point increase. Okay, they used to be forty points, and now they're sixty points. So you better be taking those free last cannons because, <laughs> yeah, they're free. Infantry squads literally get free equipment. This isn't a joke anymore. This is actually free. You can just go to the Minotaurum yeah. and get last cannons and melter guns for every infantry squad. It's nuts. 
Free weapons on troops is crazy. Yeah, Except no, the is. problem is they're charging you so much for a basic las gun on a T3 yeah. one wound body with a barely better than t-shirt save. So like mm-hmm. it's cool, but like you're really already paying for it. So it's actually just a, it's like power level. It's a ripoff if you don't take your free stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So moving That's through cool. the, ne- the next two uh, relatively quickly. Next, we've got the change to the save characteristics of Leitman Russus becomes a two plus. That's old. Neat. All the other changes are old. Okay. Yeah, 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 they're the all they're all from, the, they're the all the Rust and the tinkle and the order changes are old. So the, oh, these are the perfect, two yeah. changes: hammer of the emperor and the infantry squad going to sixty points, so plus five points. Oh, awesome! But all equipment. Note that the cost of all of this unit's war gear option is reduced to zero points. That's just, I mean, once again, you're also throwing silly stuff like adding a plasma pistol or a power sword to your every single squad leader for no. Because reason. you can. But it's cheeky, and that's awesome. Yeah. You know how much I wish I could get, like, like these guys make Guardians look like shit now. <laughs> Guardians are so bad. I'm taking Dire Avengers now, and I'm like, I want to take Guardians. I bought a box of Guardians, and I want to play them. But, because the new Guardians are cool. They're, they're, they're action figures. They are they're cool. no longer war dollies. They're war action figures. They're no longer second edition crap. They're... Ninth edition crap. Are you saying that guardians are? Are you saying that guardians are worse than guardsmen? I mean, per point, yes. A guardian defender <laughs> is fucking nine points for basically. Yeah, you get one strength and one AP, but you lose six inches on your gun. You're still one attack. Like storm guardians are one attack. Even cabalites are two attacks. Did they just misprint this goddamn? Yeah. Oh, it, it angers me so much. Uh, did you know what you know? You know what else infantry squads have? Uh, first rank, second rank. Oh, uh. and now they auto wound on sixes, so they're basically just better. Yeah, yeah. They're just better. Why are you riling like, him up? I have to deal with this now. It's like ha- It's like half of Hail of Doom. Woo, <laughs> 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 Yeah, they are spicy. Some spicy meatballs in these infantry squads. And literally yeah. because they're going to have last cannons and melted guns. Do not get hit by a melted gun. It is not a meat. So speaking of impending doom, uh, we, we've approached this briefly in some of our last episodes, as well as Matt and I talked about it on uh, Chapter Tactics. Let's talk about Tyranids coming up. So Tyranids being oh. the new bully on the block, the new, uh, oh. the, the new harbinger on the horizon. What's going on with them? Like, wh- what are they doing and what are we going to do against them? Bro... <laughs> you, 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 dude, Bruh. you want to talk about how you want to talk about how guardsmen have free weapons? What if I told you that Tyranid warriors, a troop choice, also has free weapons? And their strength eight—it's <laughs> ridiculous. Like, do not yeah. believe. Like, you see their data sheet, and you're just like, okay, this is clearly fake. Like, even as a Harlequins yeah. player, you're like, this is clearly fake. Nobody would be could be this mm-hmm. house. They're like, and then it gets it printed is... in a hardcover book. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 ridiculous, man. Like a troop squad, uh, getting access to a strength eight melee weapon and it's what for four free. Yeah, it's one attack each, uh, or it gives you a, an extra attack, so each one's going for four attacks. Strength eight, AP two two damage for free, for free. They're literally giving them away. I mean, yeah, I don't know what's like, like turning the Tyranid strong, but there's something in the water, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, we also still don't know if Crusher Stampede is staying or anything like that. Or like, Leviathan, like if they can just pierce my invulns, I'm gonna be like, 
Well, guess I tried Dark Rose Queening and Old Crusher Stampede Tyranid Hive Tyrant, and now mm-hmm. I'm like, it's going to be just as, I'm going to bounce just as hard, and they're going to kill me just as hard. Because now they're going to be freaking, yeah. like, no wounding on, oh, God, they're so good. Leviathan, <laughs> Yeah, man. they're, Leviathan. they're, I'm just like that alien, that ancient aliens guys. Leviathan. Yeah. It's it's gonna be pretty strong. Um, it's pretty strong. It's gonna be very strong. Um, In a little over twelve that, hours, it's going to be very strong when it's official. Yeah, yeah. And then if Crusher is there as well, um, it's gonna be even stronger. Um, I'm already like I'm talking to like some tos right now, and there are a lot that are already uh getting ready to just ban say Crusher. straight up that yeah, that's what I yeah ba- to ban Crusher. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, what I heard from. Uh, he hasn't confirmed it, but the to the head to for uh, the big tournament I'm going to Motor City Mayhem said mm-hmm. after talking to mm-hmm. other tos, he's expecting Leviathan will be le- considered legal and Crusher will not. Because yep, Crusher, that's exactly what I heard too. For the nuance, as a TO myself who does TTS tournaments, the nuance is basically that Crusher Stampede came out in White Dwarf, and as a rule of thumb, the only thing that's ever, as far as I know, been FAQ'd from a White Dwarf is actually the Harlequin PA. That is literally the only thing that is ever... Yeah, I believe that's the only thing that has ever gotten an FAQ that was printed in a White Dwarf. So, like, mm-hmm. White Dwarf rules are kind of lower tier unofficially. Like, we're talking, like, Lucas Arts. Old, old school, like, tiers like of C canon. canon. Yeah. Yes, these yeah. are the lower yep. tier of canon. This, they are the extended universe. Of Good reference, canon. by the like, way. Some of, like, there's the Explorator fleet or whatever it's called from early 8th edition. Torchbearer fleet, I think it's called. That's still technically legal. <laughs> because rules as mm-hmm. written, nothing in it is illegal. But, like, it's crazy soup. It's got, like, Custodes, Primaris Marines... And Sisters of Silence and all kinds of crazy stuff. It's the weirdest shit. And yeah. do not play it outside mm. of Crusade, please. But, or narrative <laughs> at least. Like, don't show up to a tournament yeah. with this stuff. But that's the problem with White Dwarf. Generally, as a rule of thumb, make sure you check with your team. Yeah. Um, as far as tiernets go, things that you're going to be uh, expecting are going to be uh, very uh, high toughness monsters. You're looking at a, a hive tyrant that's going to be a two up, eight up. Um, or a two, uh, two up, eight up. Eight. No, we, we can do that. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, yeah, an eight up. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, Death guard? Like, um, uh, two up, four up invuln, T8, um, rocking like a shard gullet, which is going to be strength 12, AP5, oh, five, five damage. So it makes your void, yeah, it makes your void weavers cry a little bit. It makes them blush, honestly. It's five um, damage flat. Like, the heavy venom mm-hmm, yeah. cannon is already like the perfect gun in the current meta. It's strength nine, AP three. Well, actually, flat four damage, actually not really. Shots. Yeah, but like, here's the thing though, Space Marines armor of contempt. Oh my god, that becomes AP two. Yeah, because Tyrians <laughs> actually <laughs> have low AP on a lot of their weapons. They're only AP two. Yeah, three. they have like almost no AP four. Now that you mention it, yeah, they're like AP one. Yeah, three, so huh? yeah, this is what exactly. Matt was alluding to a little bit before that Space Marines might actually be the quiet hero of the new uh, Tyranid menace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like. You're going to be seeing a lot of that. You're going to be seeing Flying Hive Tyrants. That's T7. Three up save. Four up invuln. Um, They're probably going to slap a Warlord trade on it to give it a five up feel no pain just all the time. Um, Move 17 inches. uh, Probably Reaper of All the Tracks, which is going to like deal eight mortal wounds um, whenever uh, it it successfully wounds something. Um, uh, In addition to damage. 
Maliceptor as well has a 12 inch ignoring All of line the of brain sight. Bugs. They're gonna have um, so many brain bugs. Oh yeah, giant brains. Yeah, we'll be like, where did yeah. those bugs get those brains? Yeah, like the mortal wound output alone is gonna be insane. Um, have have you guys ever fought against the new Tyranids yet? Yes. No, thank God. Um, I misplayed my rules though, but uh, I think uh, mm-hmm. Craft Worlds actually Craft Worlds plus Dark Soup, especially like Ultway plus Dark, definitely has mm-hmm. a chance, even to the like. Like, I think we're going to see Sunless going for skew, like, double Maliceptor just to catch people off guard. And also because one yeah. is none, as they like to say. So, you know, it's really mm-hmm. hard to kill two Maliceptors in one turn. That is not an easy feat, because they are, I want to say, T8, 3+, they can be given a 4++. Plus plus. One of they, them they can have, have a 5++ plus plus built in. no pain, I believe. They're, they're, oh, they have a 4++ they plus naturally built in? Jeez, Yeah, they have a 4++ plus plus built in. 15 wounds also. 15. Um... <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty gross um so like there's that but there's also the harpy the- so if you can get two of them down to half you've already reduced their mortal wound output by like 25 percent. so yeah but but they can spend one cp to make it act at top bracket what yeah yeah, yeah. every time you tell uh, me so- new stuff about harlot <laughs> tyranids i'm like I'm just like, that can't be true. That's way too bullshit. Listen, listen, all right? I have to play a Tyranids game tomorrow with the new book, all right? And, like, I, I, I feel so bad, so I'm just going to bring, like, really dumb stuff and, you know, just hope for the best. Um, so, but, like, like, if dude, we're talking, it, like, it's, serious, it's ridiculous. I'm thinking, like, Wraith Blades oh. in Ulthway plus, like, Fire Prisms. Mm-hmm. Or Incarn mm-hmm. plus DRQ plus Fire Prisms. Just, like, mm-hmm. delete their invuln saves and see how they, like, not how they like it when yeah. they yeah. open yeah. shit that specifically counts yeah. so yeah. I guess that um, harkens a question but, now what do we do with new Tyranids like how do we as Harlequin and Greater Eldari deal with them yeah uh, this, the, the new Tyranids is the reason why I do not want to move away from Void Weavers mm-hmm. um, yeah. without Void Weavers it makes dealing with just a five man squad of Tyranid warriors very difficult mm-hmm. um outside of not having that yeah uh, that that firepower right currently oh. the prismatic cannon is the only viable option we have against like a a multitude of t8 and we T8, need t7 it. yeah yeah, yeah need, i mean yeah. the fusion yeah. guns or what did i just say fusion because whatever they're called yeah we're fire dragons yeah the fusion <laughs> yeah we're fire tra- sorry i was looking at the fire dragon uh, sh- uh before this because i'm trying to decide uh if i want to replace dire avengers in my list anyways uh yeah, the fusion mm-hmm. pistols, you could realistically have, like, 11 to anywhere from, like, 9 to, like, realistically 11 to 10 to 13 is roughly the range I think is healthy for a good Harlequin system. We went from 7 to, like, 13. <laughs> it was, like, 7 to 9, <laughs> 10 to 11, 13. <laughs> 13 is the, you shouldn't, if you have more than 13, check your doctor. Check with your yeah, doctor. Yeah. <laughs> check your doctor. Check out your doctor. your doctor. I don't know. Doctors, man. How do they work? Kinky. Kinky. I like it. <laughs> how many uh, How many wounds does, does a warrior have? Uh, three wounds. Too okay. but they can spend many a CP once they to... add. Uh, so Leviathan gives them perma-transhuman on all, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, synapse creatures. Anything that has synapse, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So they're transhuman T5, transbug, I guess, mm-hmm. transnidman, transnid... Transbugman. Transmitted? I don't know. Yeah, so they have a T5, they're T5, uh, three wounds. They can spend a CP to reduce damage by one in both the shooting phase and in the fight phase. Okay. Um, 
So any all of our shurikens, if you shoot at them, then you know it'll go down to one, one damage, damage if they spend the CP for it. Um, they also have a four up save. Uh, they can get a five up invuln um, through Leviathan through their synaptic imperative. That's the thing where you choose. It's like a it's like an admech uh, doctrine or whatever yeah. it's called. Um, it's like that. Uh, so you get that. Um, you can get a five up invuln. You can become minus one to hit with venom throbes. You can also get a five up feel no pain as well. Cast it onto them. Uh, so they are pretty tanky. Like a ten man squad of troops sorry, with all man? those buffs. <laughs> yeah, like a ten man squad. Oh no, no, I'm saying like for players. Like oh, players. I thought you meant ten warriors. I'm like, bitch, what? Yeah, well, yeah. No, you can bring you can bring nine. Nine, bring nine still warriors. A lot. Like once they're transhuman and they yeah. give them uh, a five plus field no pain, have fun yeah. with that. Uh huh. Yeah, it's uh it's pretty nasty. All with all with free weapons. And and and, and they can make uh exploding I think uh exploding sixes in melee as well. Like of course they can. Why they they, they can activate that for themselves. It's pretty nuts. <laughs> um and their core. Uh so, you know, all that good stuff. Um but yeah, they're pretty tanky. A ten man squad of troop players actually doesn't like it like it, it can barely I don't think it wipes uh a five man squad of uh, warriors without spending like four CP to their one CP. Is that accounting for having and even then? It's uh, both fusion pistols. It, that's not counting fusion okay. pistols. That's just counting um uh just melee combat. Okay, okay, fair. Yeah, yeah. Me- well, it counts melee combat plus the um kiss stratagem plus the um what's it called the uh, uh um embrace stratagem. Okay. Yeah. Um, Does that account for fighting twice or no? It does not account for fighting twice. Okay. Just curious. That's a lot of CP, though. Oh, no, it, it absolutely is. I'm just curious <laughs> yeah, where like, your math leads to, but that's totally fair. Yeah. Like, to dump 7 CP on a unit <laughs> yeah. to reliably kill it in melee combat... Is ludicrous. That is ridiculous. Yeah. I am not spending that at all. <laughs> I will shoot at them with my Void Weavers from afar. So... So it seems pretty pretty poignant that Tyrannians are going to be very, very hard for us to kill. So on the mm-hmm. back end of that conversation, do we play the objective better than them? Can we outrace them? Can we outmaneuver them? Anything of that permutation? Yes, that's how you beat them. You you play yeah. keep away like you're playing old... You're playing, you play like you're playing old Soaring Spike uh, Harlequins. That's how you okay. like... Even if you're playing Dark, you play more Soaring Spike Silent. Okay. Yeah. Like, you do spend yeah, some of the characters games. on them. Like, DRQ, you know, some of mm-hmm. these people can mm-hmm. still do a lot of damage into Tyranids. But your average units, no. You're just going to be chipping away at them, hoping you can get them mm-hmm. low enough and out obsec them and whatnot. Like, kill their obsec, hold, keep your troops safe. That's your best bet. Well, when they're Tyranid yeah, warriors, um, are their obsec? How viable is that? Well, they probably only have one nine-man brick, so waste all your characters on it if you have to to kill it. Okay, and then okay. Out obsec them because they'll have like one gargoyle and one warrior brick, or one warrior, two warrior squads and a gargoyle, or two gargoyles, or something like that. Something so, of that, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah okay. something of that nature. Um, that's 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 the big thing is just to kill their obsec. Um, you know, if they have like big monsters, just say ah. To f- Fuck you guys. Yeah. And just like kill and just kill the obsec instead. Um that's how I've been playing against it. Uh I've 
done like two practice games of going like rounds one and two to like see what the matchup felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was with like the the nerf like the preemptive nerfs that I was uh, looking at. So I played against it with like seventeen hundred points. I played against it with like eighteen twenty points. Yeah, you like were that, anticipating the... some damage being done to our list from Exa- the from the data slate. Cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, running that uh, after those two uh, practice games um of rounds one and two after that uh i haven't lost to new tyranids yet running harlequins um so like but like it also depends right like i feel like that on a gw open map uh you're probably better off mm-hmm. i think that player plays terrain though you might get screwed yeah uh when you're going up against uh tyranids because if they can get like a nice spot for their malice scepter to just sit there and chill and control the midboard, mm-hmm. um it gets a lot harder to uh, play the mission if you especially on like on a five objective mission with like one objective in the middle you it, it's kind of hard to like uh play against that um if they can control the midboard so hard yeah okay. uso okay. train is just really good um i highly mm-hmm. recommend playing on it it's my next tournament is going to be uso i've been playing my last probably five or six games were on uso train and i usually play on it wgc is good too but it's a very different feel and i think some lists maybe the type of list you run is very different, and I don't know how different the mm-hmm. meta is. I haven't seen, like, a competitive meta on WTC, but the new WTC mm-hmm. train is cool, because it's got... One of the big things is uh, crates. We're Harlequins, right? We go yeah. through terrain, even if it doesn't have breachable. And that's one of the interesting mm-hmm. things about crates, is they actually make the flip belts rule matter. But GW doesn't really use crates in the current... But we don't know what the new US, USO train could change, even if it's just a few tweaks. Mm, yeah. like maybe they throw some crates in the middle for, uh... uh make the... I don't know, obscuring crates. <laughs> in the middle for, uh, map two, I think it is. <laughs> That'd be nuts. So but now I that we've like... mentioned, um, how Harlequins are going to p- kind of play around new Tyranids, do we see ourselves adapting our list to combat them at all? Do we see any sort of, like, meta shift in our list building to try to stymie some of the bleeding that Tyranids are going to cause? So as I yeah, said, so like, oh, you go. Oh, I was going to say, um, for the Tyranids matchup, uh, what, what, um, just to like continue on with what we were saying, uh, I just want to plug this in here. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the best thing that I found about the Tyranids matchup is playing the range game mm-hmm. a lot, especially if we're running Void Weavers, uh, cause you can outrange them pretty much. Right. Um, and then for their melee combat, uh, what, what is it? I, I, I'd, I'd never know how to pronounce it. Is it capricious? Capricious? Capricious. Yeah, capricious uh, reflections. Mm-hmm. That stratagem alone is what saves is what wins you games against Tyranids. Uh, just because that way you can keep playing the game of you can't touch me yep. and I'm gonna fight on my own terms, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so like that helps out so much to put them in range of like, um, especially with like a flyrant that's gonna charge up to you yeah. if you're playing against somebody that doesn't really know um like how they're playing and they're just like chasing the meta and stuff mm-hmm. they're gonna try and charge you with a fly rent but if you use capricious uh uh reflections right and especially if they have a harpy they can only use the stratagem and circle to prey once or on one unit mm-hmm. and that's the one where at the end of a turn uh they can take a unit and just put it into deep strike right yeah. um so like being able to do that along with them having harpies makes it so then you bait out their uh, flying hive tyrant and then makes it so then they have to choose between either keeping the harpy on the field or keeping the flying hive tyrant on the field and then whichever one they choose you just shoot down the other option yeah they massively overextend that threat potential and then they kind of force them to take the lesser of two evils which is still a pretty big uh pretty big hit yeah 
Yeah, definitely. Cool, like cool. um six six void weavers shooting into uh, a flying hive tyrant or like a regular hive tyrant out of the games I've played, I have killed two hive tyrants in one turn because they weren't bodyguarded, right? Yeah. So like you know, you still you have the damage potential. It's just that you have to keep baiting them out and make them play on your terms. Mm-hmm. No, it makes makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense cuz like you and I talked about this in uh, in a different episode that it seems like that we kind of have to play like a like a bit of more like a speedy death guard where we have to try to make them overextend, make them kind of spread out their resources and stop and not not even so much castle up, but make them overextend, mm-hmm. make them kind of force their hand a little bit and then jump on the things that are overextended, jump on top of the things and chip away those wounds, chip away those models that way they have exactly. less of that force to yeah, compound on top of you. Yeah, when it comes to speedy death guard style i feel like that is what we want but i feel like craft mm. worlds plus dark is the way to go right now and i know we're harlequins but hey we all love Aldari. everyone yeah yeah like it's not that i it's just that i feel like we lost something when we lost like skyweavers not being able to three plus plus and damage plus one really hurts the way i want to play and i feel mm. like wraith blades in the center with a bunch of psychic support and then say fire prisms and then possibly the Incarn even, really gives that feel back. Dude, I am loving the Incarn. The Incarn like, is so, much. so Oh my goodness. Holy shit. <laughs> Dude. I had him in my Dude. In two turns. He killed four. He almost killed five Killicans and two uh, mm-hmm. Rot Mega Tanks. And I rolled yep. kind of iffy, to be honest. And he still yeah. like, was insane. I, I, I'm like really debating about taking... Uh, because like uh, the way that I've been playing the Incarn is just literally just putting uh, her in an ox detachment and uh, just running dark, right? Yeah. And like not caring if my units die. I don't care if my units die. Yeah. Like, screw it. Yeah. Like they killed a boat. That's still that's still a unit, right? I still get to use the Incarn. And you it's can great. even do a patrol. If it. you do just a patrol of dark, you can make them officially mm-hmm. wandering players and get fate dice for your Incarn, which can be absolutely bonkers if you do say a patrol of Inari. So okay. um, yeah, sure. yeah. I like it. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of that, personal projects, let's get to our new segment, uh, Little Things. Uh, it's our end segment where we talk about little things we're doing in the hobby, in our army lists, etc. on our own. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm working on a custom Incarn. It's probably going to turn out terrible. I'm going to have to buy a new Incarn. But I already <laughs> kind of ruined my previous Incarn because I didn't assemble it properly. It's Those of you who've assembled an Incarn understand that assembling an Incarn properly is a Herculean task. So it's, it's rough. Yeah, and I used to. I've done two of them, and it's a tough that model. A that was a mm. mistake, man. But mm-hmm. I've got like I've got like a I'm taking the body uh, off a uh, uh, Star Weaver, uh, and putting the Incarn's hair on it, and then giving it probably a cool sword. Uh, it's got like half the Incarn's body the leg and part of the f- flamey bits but now i can't get anything to connect together properly so i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> but i'm enjoying custom making a bunch of like harlequin style using odd uh, uh daughters of king for harlequin looking models yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um to, for craft world uh proxies and then as i said go to you know uh wave shays to get your uh 3D printed uh, weapons so that you can customize your guys and not spend buy two boxes for every one box you need to assemble. Just saying, guys. Fair. And uh, speaking of, since it's the Daughters of Cain project, I also use the Cainite Shadow Runners or whatever they're called, something like that. I think they're and called Shadow Stalkers. Yeah. Shadow Stalkers. Yeah, I bought 
five boxes worth of those. I love those models. <laughs> and they're going to be, I don't even know what I'm going to use them all for, but they just announced today more Warhammer Underworlds stuff in the style of the Canine Shadowstalkers is the next box set. Ooh, so, nice. Uh, I wrote the Warhammer Underworlds uh, card viewer add-on plugin for uh, 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 Goonhammer, so I may have to get into war- uh, Underworlds finally. I own way too many Underworld sets. <laughs> to uh, not actually play cool. the game. <laughs> I don't play the game. I just think the models are neat. I know. Okay, guys? They're great for conversions. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, so I think it's Craft Worlds, either Ulthway or Anari, plus um, uh, Dark, that I think is going to be our key to defeating the Tyranid Menace. Cool, mm-hmm. cool. Uh, as for me, as in terms of hobbying, um, right now I'm getting ready for like a, a, a team tournament, so I've been waiting for the data slate because our turn-in time is about is in like four days for our oh, list. Oh, wow, yeah. So, you know, I had a lot of anxiety just waiting to see mm-hmm. what the heck is going to happen for the team tournament. Because, like, yeah. if it was just me joining a tournament, I'd be like, ah, I don't care, whatever. Like, it's it's on me, right? There's but so much up in the air. Yeah, but now that, but if it's a team tournament, I'm like, dude, my bros are depending on me, guys. Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't mess this up. Like, uh, you know, obviously we're still going to have fun. But I'm saying, like, you know, um, trying to build a good list. Um so I have right failed now, my team in my latest team tournament, and <laughs> it's funny because our first team tournament, I was Jukari and I went Super Saiyan, and mm-hmm. now I'm playing Harlequins, and I'm just my heart's not in it because it's an old list and I don't like it. Uh-huh. It's like no Solitaire, uh, one Shadow Seer, uh, just it's not very fun. I mm-hmm. I, I found like it just sits on objectives and hopes it lives, and then. I keep accidentally pairing myself into anti-Harlequin lists, it turns out. I don't know what counters Harlequins, I guess. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah, so for hobbying, um, I, I, have, I have to actually uh, strip a lot of my um, a lot of my army. Uh, I, I, I didn't want to do checker patterns again uh, just because, like, dude, after doing, like, thousands... Like, I was painting thousand suns after doing their trim... Mm-hmm. It broke me, man. Like yeah. it broke me body and soul. Yeah. <laughs> like I just could I totally not get on it. Yeah. So uh, when I uh, with my Harlequins, I'm just gonna like strip some of my vehicles, repaint them a little bit, um, do a little bit of that. I'm already like almost done with that, um, and then uh, I should be good to go. So I'm pretty happy with it. I, I like my I, I like my new paint style. It's like more vapor wavy, and I like it. So I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. Yeah, awesome, so that's what awesome. I'm doing with hobby, and then I have to rip off the arms of all my troop players because they still have fusion pistols. Magnets. <laughs> <laughs> I could do magnets, but that makes me a chump. Oof! Damn, he's calling yeah. us out. Those are fighting words, bruh. <laughs> uh, Matt, you also mentioned that you're going to. Um, well, I didn't know if you mentioned you're going to it, but you talked about the BAO coming up soon. But how's how's the Bay Area open looking for you? Yeah, so Bay Area Open, um, unfortunately, I had to drop out of the Bay Area Open. Oh, uh, sad times. Yeah, sad times. Um, the reasoning is just because uh, uh, talking to FLG, I'm going to be the person. Uh, I'm I'm taking the reins of like their stream and everything for the event. Wow. Oh, well, that's cool, though. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I'm so doing. So you're going, you're just not playing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not playing. I'm still going. It's just that I'm not going to be playing, which is sad because I really wanted to play at a major because I've yet to play at a major yet. But, oh. um, you know, I'll probably go Speaking to like majors, some type I'm of major. I'm going from three, two RTTs at my most local store, like where I bought mm. Pokemon cards when I was a little kid, yeah. straight to a major 
halfway across the country in Detroit from Motor City Mayhem in almost exactly a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, awesome. I think it's four weeks on the dot. Oh, wow, cool. Uh, from today. Uh, so, or roughly. Outside of BAO, I think the only major that I'm going to next is going to be the U.S. is going to be the San Diego U.S. Open. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. That yeah, since that one's not an FLG sanctioned event, um, I can play at that one. Very cool. Good for you. Awesome. Mm. Sounds like a lot of fun. Um, as far mm. as my like projects and my goings on, um, right now I'm working on finishing my display board. I've been posting pictures here and there in the Discord sporadically of the project of the progress I made. I'm basically mm. doing like a like a roulette table, like a a, a, a like a a Texas Hold'em table that I, you know, those, like those, um, those felt mats that you can buy at like either online or at like the, at like the like big box stores that are the, yeah. the, 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 the card mats. I bought one of those and I put it down. Oh, I've seen these conversions. Yeah. And I put it onto a piece of, it's a two by two of plywood. I put it onto that and then I stripped it with a siding of rubber hosing. So it looks like the, um, that leather, like arm mat that that circles the table at, yeah. at, like like at a casino it looks like that and then i'm working on doing a whole bunch of like harlequin casino casino like playing card themed um terrain pieces to put on the table itself like i have houses of cards that all my models are going to stand on i have plinths of poker chips stacked up that all my characters are going to go on i'm doing a whole i'm going to have like sporadic scattered dice and all that other kind of like like casino-y stuff, and that's going to be my display board once I go to my events and whatnot. But that's kind of what I've been digging into most for my hobby aspect. I'm digging, I'm really looking forward to getting my painting done, but my hobby desk is kind of in disarray right now, and I had some issues with some of my paints when I moved, which is a sad time that I have to replace them. But um, yeah, my, my, my display board has been taking up a lot of my, my time right now. I'm really excited to get that done, because I'm looking forward to getting actually back into tabletop tournaments again, now that you know the mm-hmm. world's becoming a little bit more accessible, and I'm kind of having a little bit more of a of a motivation to get back into the game again. I'm really looking forward to getting back on the table. So I want to make my army pretty. I want to have something fun to carry around. I really want to get back into the hobby side. So I'm really enjoying this part so far. Unfortunately, though, I don't have any events planned for the at least the immediate future. My my summer has been kind of uh, booked in other respects, and I don't really have a, a local game store. I have that I frequent all that much right now. But I was hoping to make ACO, but work and other plans got in the way for that because I, I live in... Uh, uh, Pennsylvania, so I'm on the East Coast. I was hoping to make ACO this year, but that turned out to not work out. But I'm very mm-hmm. eagerly awaiting some larger events and some other events that I can sink my teeth into and get back into into the tabletop play. Yeah, I, I, dude, I'm so excited to play at some of these events, man. Like, uh, after just like playing with like friends for so long, it's like I got I got to go spread my wings, you know. Absolutely. Like I got to go right. Yeah, it's like I want I want to go fight other stuff now. I want to fight what's broken. Fight yeah. it with something broken. <laughs> like I want to get my teeth kicked in, you know. Um, and s- similar to what Rob mentioned a couple seconds ago, like I I frequented my my RT, my local game store at the time where I was doing RTTs. I was doing you know pickup games with my friends and whatnot. And then I just decided to YOLO myself into LVO in 2019, and there we were. And I kind of just caught the bug from there. And then you know the world ended. So. But I like I did the same thing like you guys were talking about. I was doing I was doing RTDs. I was grinding the local scene, doing stuff close to home, and then I just threw myself at Las Vegas, and it was yeah. a lot of fun. Dude, yeah, LVO is so much fun, it. man. I love it. LVO is so cool. I I, I love LVO. Um, yeah, like uh, and and what's very what I like is that um, the Harlequins book. Even though we got like nerfs and stuff. Um, and even though Tyranids was like the first army that I ever owned, it's like my favorite army, right? It's like, sure. Those are my dudes. 
Yeah. The Harlequin playstyle as of right now is like way more fun to me than mm-hmm. any other army that I have played this edition. Like, you know, constantly trying to figure out what is a good uh what, like do I need this caress and stuff like that when yeah. I'm building the list? Like, it's so much fun. I I love it. And the way that they play, oh my god. Like I feel like I'm just going to stick with Harlequins for the, like the rest of the season whenever I go to an event. Mm-hmm. Um just because, like, dude, it's so good. It's so. It's such a rewarding army to play, not only as uh, from, like, a power level standpoint, which is a bit of a tough topic, but it's such a rewarding mm-hmm. army to play because you feel fulfilled playing it. You feel like the exactly. army wants to be played. You feel like the rules want to be used. They want to be, you know, put on the table. It's not, we're not just bloated with data sheets we never use. Mm-hmm. We don't have all this random stuff that you have, like, you know, it's not like, um... Uh, like Mirthless Hatred, I think it was, or whatever it used to be, where, it, where you know, our rules that we have against Slanesh. Like, you know, the stuff yeah, that yeah. you use, like, once in a blue moon. Like, yeah, it's cute, it's fun, it's flavorful, but when do you get to use that? Everything yeah. else we have in our book is, like, I want to use this. I can't wait to put it on the table. I can't wait to build around it. I can't wait to have an excuse to put this in my list. Mm-hmm, definitely. And, it like, it feels finessey, right? Yes. Like, um, when I first started... I played Tyranids, right? And, like, yeah. Tyranids were not very good when I first started. They were, like, C, D tier, you know, mm-hmm. um, before Crusher and Leviathan came out. And it was because they were so bad and so awful. Uh, they, that was the reason why I learned so much about the core rules. And, like, you know, like, playing the game that way and trying to figure out what the hell I can do and, like, uh, finesse my way into a win. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm doing that now with Harlequins granted nine void weavers was like you know busted as fuck but like (laughs) (laughs) but you know um still like doing a bunch of movement jank and stuff like that even though our movement jank was a little bit uh hit you know like moving in and out that's why you bring the in card yeah maximum jankage yeah yeah (laughs) yeah love the army all right i think uh yeah i think we for our episode i think we said Uh, all we needed to say today Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to check out the Discord, the subreddit, uh, all those crazy-ass streams we're going to see Matt in. Yeah, soon. yeah. most importantly, mm-hmm. Matt, why don't you plug us in some of the places we're going to find you, not only in the coming times such as uh, the BAO cast, but even your own personal projects. Let us know where we can find you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Walmart, you can find me at Walmart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Target, probably, maybe. I don't know. Uh, no, but seriously, uh, you guys can find me on YouTube, Magikarp Use Fly, or Dice Check. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Dice Check. We stream battle reports every single Saturday and Monday. Saturdays at uh, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Mondays at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, you can catch me on Chapter Tactics on the Frontline Gaming Network. And I think that that's it. Boom. For now. Got it. Yeah. For, for <laughs> now. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, Matt, thank you so, so much for being here with us. It was truly a pleasure. We had a lot of fun discussing things with you. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was a lot it's of fun. It's been a pleasure, my friend. So at that point, we are signing out. Rob, you want to give your salutations and we'll let go? Uh, yeah. See you, nerds. Tell <laughs> you later. <laughs> Have a great one, everybody. We will catch you next time.